0: Okay, so for anybody who doesn't know, my name's Rachel, I'm Linda's daughter and I usually work um, one to two days a week at the shop helping Anne, the cake artist, um, to decorate the cakes and make fondant models and um, generally bake and help out. So we thought it might be nice to come up with a little podcast so that it's a good excuse basically to have a sit down with a cup of tea and a slice of cake for a few minutes and just catch up and see what everybody's been up to since they've been in lockdown and basically just to have a nice little chat with some friends and feel as if you're in a cafe somewhere. Um, Yeah, so here goes. So, how did you get into baking originally? What made you want to come up with the kitchen?
1: That's a big question, isn't it? I mean, I've always baked. My mum tells me that um, from the time I was sat in a high chair, she would give me a bit of pastry or something to roll out some jam tart. So, uh, you know, it's quite good to put on my CV that I've got 60, 60 years' experience of baking. Um, <laughs> and uh, when you lot were all small,
0: I used to love making cakes for you when you came home after school. Hopefully, there would always be some muffins or
1: cookies or something. Yeah,
0: really. I remember. And, um, also, for your birthdays, um,
1: you know, I know sometimes you used to crave a cake from the supermarket. You know, but,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, calling the caterpillar. Yeah, who doesn't
1: love calling the caterpillar? But most of the time, um, I used to try and do a, a special birthday cake, homemade cake for yourselves. I always remember when Sarah was two, making a fairy castle with ice cream cones. <laughs> <laughs> Postman Pat. I think we did for Paul over the years. Lots and lots of. Um, Homemade birthday cake. So I've always enjoyed baking, but it certainly wasn't something I ever imagined um, making into a career. Um, it was in 2012 when I was um, sadly redundant from my what I often fondly refer to as my proper job in international development yeah. that I began baking. Not really because I wanted to do it as a job. As something that I was doing whilst I was applying for jobs, um, it was just
0: like more a of a hobby was,
1: yeah it's a new skill I was developing, I, I, even as I was saying that I was thinking about how during this period of lockdown, you know many people are saying they started baking bread or just baking cakes it was,
0: yeah. you know, you've
1: got a little bit of time on your hands, and um, because I'd been made redundant I was applying for jobs I did have time at home and I began experimenting with cupcakes, lots and lots of different flavours and then learning how to decorate them in different ways so mm. um, you know buying new icing nozzles buying little bits of kit to make sugar flowers and such like um, it was ridiculous because we couldn't possibly eat all the, the cupcakes I was creating so I started offering to them, them to friends you know would you, would you like to buy a few cupcakes off me I think yeah. in fact, originally I think I just gave them away and then people said oh no no we'll buy them from
0: you <laughs> and when you originally started what was the name of the company that you came up with well, the very, 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 very original um,
1: concept was um, when somebody said to me, now that you're, you know, entering a new phase of your life, what, what are you going to do? And I said, oh, I'm going to write, bake, and create. Hmm. And uh, that was our kind of working title back then. And I still enjoy writing every bit yeah. as much as baking. When it came to the the name for the cupcake company, Filled With Love... It was a little play on words because one thing I liked to do was to fill the cupcakes so that when you went yeah.
0: to them, you had a bit of a surprise. So they'd have jam or lemon curd or something inside.
1: Mm. But I've always loved the idea that cakes taste so much better if they're made with love, and uh, that name just came came about really. And we still we still sort of use it a little bit um, in the kitchen. Um, and I'm sure when we emerge from this period, um, that that name will also re-emerge.
0: Definitely. Excellent. Okay, so now we've covered how you got into baking and why you started up the business. I just thought we'd do a few quick fire questions um, to just for the people who don't really know you that well, just to get a bit more of an insight into um, what you like to eat, what you like to bake and um, just to know a little bit more about you, really. So we'll start off with um, what is your favourite cake to eat?
1: Carrot cake. And again, you know, when you're talking about passing things on through the jeans, that's Paul's um, favourite cake as well. Because as uh, as we as a family know, he made one very successfully
0: this week. He did. Uh, Paul is your son, for anybody who doesn't know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I really, really enjoy a good carrot cake. Excellent. And what is your favourite cake to make? Now, this might be slightly different because I know things like carrot cake and hummingbird they are quite um, complicated recipes, aren't they? So is there a particular Mm. recipe that you enjoy making? Maybe it's because it's easier or because actually it's got more unusual ingredients in it? I really
1: like making cupcakes. Mm. There's something about getting the batter absolutely perfect getting the right quantity into the um, cupcake wrapper, yeah. popping them in the oven and just standing and watching them rise. And you just see that perfect dome. <laughs> and then when you take them out of the oven and they don't sink back and they don't peel away from the cases, you just know you've created a really perfect, super light cupcake, which then gives you an incredible canvas um, to decorate with buttercream or a really beautiful flower. Um, and again, I do feel that when we reopen, cupcakes are going to, they're going to be a very, very big part of what we do because
0: yeah. you know, lots of big parties um, won't be happening for a little
1: while. But if you're having That's a family true. celebration, what's nicer than a
0: beautiful cupcake for Definitely. And I think people now are steering away sometimes from the more traditional birthday cakes. I know some of the weddings I've been to, they've chosen to have more of a cupcake tower or maybe yeah. baby showers. They use them as the favours. Um, yep. So they're so, just so versatile, aren't they? And it's a really nice take-home for your guests. So Absolutely. rather than having to have the mess of cutting a cake and finding napkins and everything. Okie doke, so next your favourite flavour combination. Now this could be tricky because I know there's a lot.
1: This this again is a tricky one, is it? Because I feel I should say something like salted caramel, which
0: is really mm. on trend,
1: and obviously our sticky toffee and salted caramel loafkins are really popular. Yeah. And um, if anybody's interested, I am putting that recipe up on the blog, Ooh. so uh, you'll be able to find that on the website um, probably Yum. over this weekend. But um, there's one flavour combination which is always going to be very special to me, and that is strawberry and vanilla. Because um, going back to that time when I was baking cupcakes at home and wondering what I was going to do because I wasn't managing to find another proper job, um, I did actually enter a competition and it was at Fortnum and Mason's
0: in mm. uh, London
1: and it was using Nadali vanilla, which... Unfortunately, is unavailable at the moment, but it's a very, very, very good quality, um, wonderfully flavoured vanilla. Yes. All we had to do was make something using Najali vanilla, um, take it up to this um, gathering of Fortnum and & Mason's. And there was a competition which was judged by a Sunday Times food critic, by the cake buyer from Fortnum and & Mason and some various other foodie people. Yeah. And uh, when I got there, I mean, some of the cakes on show were absolutely
0: Mind-blowing. They were incredible. And I took some very
1: um, delicately flavoured with the Nadali vanilla cupcakes, beautifully domed, And filled with homemade strawberry jam, which I'd made myself that morning. And uh, just a little box of six cupcakes sat on the table, along with all these other incredible cakes. And um, when it came to the judging, I just found myself a chair at the back of the room, because I just thought it'd be really interesting to see (laughs) who won. And um, I was absolutely blown away when they called my name out. It was just amazing. And I won uh, a (gasps) Kenwood mixer.
0: That's where it all began.
1: I know. And I was just like featured in, I think, in Delicious magazine. And from then on,
0: shortly afterwards, I think I was in Woman and Home. um, Yeah, you've kept all the cuttings, haven't you, of all the magazines that you've appeared in over the years. And now we've had to get another folder for them because there's so many. Absolutely. And it was really about that time when
1: I won that competition that I sort of thought maybe I could make
0: a go of this. And maybe I would stop applying for more proper jobs
1: and, um, <laughs> and make a career out of and maybe. now
0: make this your proper job <laughs> yeah so basically
1: people started asking me you know will you make me some cupcakes and then will you make me
0: a big cake yeah and um, that's probably actually something for for maybe the next
1: um next installment when we talk about the, the whole development of um going from making
0: cupcakes definitely to making, um,
1: bigger celebration cakes and how we came to move from working at
0: home um, into the kitchen the yeah job, the, the and just quickly job. to come back to when you were saying about your ingredients so like the nadali vanilla and everything um just maybe we could touch upon i know it's really important to you to um to use the best ingredients because it, people mainly get into businesses to make money and it would be a lot easier if you use cheap ingredients if you uh-huh. um bought in the biggest bulk you could however Obviously, that would reflect then on the taste of your cakes. And you are very much about sending out the best quality with the best ingredients. And that doesn't necessarily reflect in your um, profits. So just tell me a little bit about the ingredients you use, who you use for your main things like eggs um, and vanilla and why that's important to you. Yeah, this is a really big issue for us. Um, We believe in purchasing things which are fairly traded and produced locally, and we have incredibly good contacts, really close contacts
1: with Whiteheath Farm in Harefield. Uh, when new staff members join us at the kitchen, we try to make sure they visit the farm, they yeah. see the animals, they see how well looked after the cows are there, and the farmer will deliver the milk, the butter, the eggs, um, and the homemade ice cream to us on a daily basis very very important that we have um, fresh locally produced high quality dairy products there's a lot to be said for using small local suppliers Definitely. and obviously um we can't we can't get everything from the local farm but you know we we use companies that have um really good strong ethical um policies so barry calabo chocolate um we, you know, we've looked into the way that the chocolate is produced, the suppliers making sure that they're paid a fair wage. That goes to the cocoa powder as well. And yep. our coffee. Um, and we just don't compromise. You know, we, we won't use cheap vanilla essence. We'll make sure that we use
0: fairly Yeah, trended, I think it's reflected uh, in the extra. taste of your cakes as well, isn't it? I mean, I know from a personal point of view, I um, bought a box. I was lucky enough to find a box of eggs in the co-op the other day. And the size difference, they called them large eggs, but compared to the the eggs that we get from Duncan's farm, they were half the size. And it just goes to show, doesn't it?
1: I really hope that when this is all over, there will be a big shift in people's um, perception of what value mean definitely and, and that people will choose to buy good quality products they'll realize that you know you do get what you pay for yeah. and you know sometimes people um make comments you know on social media and they say oh your cakes are expensive and I just say they're not expensive they no. may cost a little more but that's because of all the things we've just been talking
0: about exactly it's relative to all the ingredients even uh, if you you added up all the ingredients and did it for cost price it would still be more than some people want to pay but that's another topic anyway okay so you obviously spend a lot of time at the kitchen you call it your second home sometimes I think you probably spend more time at the kitchen than you do at home um so when you're at the kitchen what would be your favorite hot drink to have that's on the menu at the shop well normally
1: it would be a latte I mean that would always be my sort
0: of go-to drink but yeah. um, funny little story really is that whilst I've been up
1: here um, during lockdown, um, I've just been here literally on my own. Couldn't be more socially distant. <laughs> um, and I've been, I've been sorting through the stock, making sure that we're using up anything which um, is is going to go out of date. You know, donating it to to people or or making sure that somebody who needs something will get hold of it. Yeah. Um, I, funnily enough, um, you know, I've cleaned out the fridges and switched off the fridges and uh, haven't had a supply of fresh milk here. So ah. I've been working my way through the tea pigs.
0: Good chance to uh, try all the new flavors. Yeah, the the ginger sort of like sweet ginger tea pig is a really
1: really good drink, and uh, you feel as if it's kind of you know good for you.
0: It's doing um, yeah. They always say, don't they? Have lemon and ginger if you're feeling a bit poorly.
1: You get a lot. Get, you feel like it's doing your immune system some good, and you're getting lots of fluid, and you're not having you know too much. Um, you know, too much milk all at, all at once really, because it's very easy, like if you have a nice latte, isn't it, then to have another one and maybe another one as well. Definitely. So, um, at least this way. So, I would highly recommend that and after lockdown,
0: when people come back into the kitchens, haven't tried our tea pigs, then I would really recommend that you do. Mm. And on that note, what's your favourite thing that's currently on the kitchen's menu? If you came in as a customer, what would catch your eye? Uh, I
1: am a bit, bit of a for a smoked salmon and cream cheese bagel
0: tea. me too, you can't go wrong I've been one of those lately and um, yeah, I haven't had one of those
1: for a little while so yeah, I, th- I think that would be it or, or maybe the um, mozzarella with tomato and pesto panini that's
0: I thought one you one. might say that or the one with the rocket and mango chutney yes, and the blue cheese and <laughs> says who's opened the fridge because we can that's cheese. the only thing with that one when it's on the special is every time you open the, the fridge you get a lovely yeah. waft of egg mayonnaise and blue cheese. Lovely. Lovely. Um, okay, now I think I probably know the answer to this one already, but I will see if you answer the same thing. So what is the main thing you miss about the kitchen whilst you're currently in lockdown? The people! <laughs> the people. Ding! And, um, and especially,
1: I know I'm not especially my kitchen babies. Um, oh, not,
0: me many too. Many of them aren't babies anymore. Um, I
1: mean little caris and neris you know they've grown up robert and um, ellie and and rosie all those all those little babies that um you know we've seen their mummy's pregnant sometimes we've hosted their baby showers yeah um freddie and Scarlett and yeah just just so many and even like willow and oliver
0: they're they're like your extended family aren't they yeah
1: and it sounds funny that i've spoken to them but Believe it or not, some of them have actually um, FaceTimed me, some of the families. So I've had little conversations with them um, online, which has been lovely and um one of them said to me when this is all over i'm going to have a party and i'm going to eat cake with you
0: and rachel oh that's so lovely do you know what i think it's hard as well because not only are you feeling it with the customers i think for a lot of customers especially the new mums they would use the kitchen on a daily basis as somewhere to get out of the house come maybe for an hour just to sit down have a sandwich have somebody else hold their baby whilst they can enjoy a nice hot drink and obviously they're probably finding it really hard at the moment that they maybe haven't got that that place to go and just get out of the house so
1: and this is one of the huge challenges because lots of people have been asking me why aren't you open and suggesting um business models that might enable me to make some money during the lockdown so um you know creating products that can then be you know delivered around Croxley or something like that yeah but that is a very, very different business model because really at the heart of the kitchen, it's the community and it's people coming here and gathering. And yeah. I think it would, even if we were doing takeaways, I think it'd be enormously difficult for people to come and, um, and not to stop and chat because, you know, they are like extended yeah. families. Um, So yeah, we really do feel that We're trying to keep a little bit of it going Um, Obviously it's not the same But online And we've got a a Facebook group Friends of the Kitchen And and it's been really nice People have been sharing pictures of what they've baked Asking their questions about baking (laughs) Um, We have shared some of our recipes And people are realising That sometimes they're actually quite challenging Exactly uh, They may well be back for a slice of hours uh, When we reopen
0: What do you think is the most popular cake that people buy from the kitchen?
1: Oh, well, we did um, we did a survey, I think it was just before Christmas, and uh, Victoria's sponge came out tops, lemon drizzle, mm. brownies. Uh,
0: no question about it. So I think these are the cakes the classics. that people are making themselves at home. Absolutely. Um,
1: but we've shared some recipes online already. Um, actually, for a carrot cake... Um, and for our salted caramel brownies and, for our, and our, our Victoria sponge and our salted caramel cake, those recipes are already up on the website and the sticky toffee salted caramel loafkins will be there later today. Delicious.
0: Because um,
1: we think that, you know, these sorts of times, some people, yes, they do want to try something new and it might be a little bit difficult and more challenging. Yeah. Lots of people are baking with their children and they want, something that they can guarantee is going to turn out well
0: definitely and that's actually leads me on to my next question because i was just gonna round off with what you feel the easiest cake is to bake at home with minimal effort or ingredients whilst on lockdown
1: i'd suggest making some muffins because then you only really need flour sugar a bit of raisin ingredients some maybe some milk and oil perhaps chuck in some chocolate chips
0: or if yeah. they
1: like dried fruit, you can put some raisins. Actually, what I'll do is I'll, um, I'll come up with a recipe, maybe pop that on the website over the weekend as well.
0: Delicious. That sounds good. And also, it's I think it's hard for people who don't bake on a regular basis. Um, I know from, um, I've passed on a couple of recipes recently, and a lot of the time, I think, recipes come about because people have experimented so if you don't have something in the cupboard I mean within reason but try substituting something else so if it says chocolate chips and you haven't got any cut up a chocolate bar or if it says raisins and you don't like raisins put cranberries in just experiment and have a bit of fun with it and maybe you'll come up with something that you can then pass on to somebody else yeah,
1: I'd say exactly the same. If you can't get a hold of vanilla extracts, apparently that's very in very short supply at the moment. Again,
0: yeah. um, you
1: know, put some lemon rind in and make a nice lemon sponge instead of a Victoria sponge, like a classic vanilla sponge. Um, you know, you can often adapt recipes. And if you need, you know, if you need sunflower oil and you haven't got any, then you can maybe you know, put in some vegetable oil. If you haven't got, you know, particular type of milk, you can often substitute in a different one. Definitely.
0: So, and what's your favourite tip if you haven't got any self raising flour?
1: a real challenge if you haven't got self-raising flour i mean if you've got some plain flour then obviously you can make some brownies or something like that if you haven't got any flour at all sometimes you can manage something with um, if you've got some ground almonds um but flour i think is is probably like gold dust yeah baking ones at the moment
0: definitely okay lovely well that kind of sums up the first podcast so hopefully that was a nice little introduction into um the kitchen and how it came about and a little bit more about you and then maybe next time we'll get into more of a subject that we can delve into and um yeah you can join us again next week on lovely. linda's lockdown bites
1: look forward to that very much lovely to talk to
0: you and you take care thank you Bye-bye. Bye. bye